Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy John. Love to see you all, cause y'all can see me. Pretty weird. I don't like this. I don't like this, Andy. Oh yeah, coming today is my friend Andy Shinoi. We got Ethan. Ethan, what's up, Ethan? And Krista. What's up, Krista? How's your day been? Um, pretty good. I took a nap. I want to take a nap. And you're listening to What's Poppin', Season 2, Episode 10. I did it! I did it! Ha! There you go. There you go. Today we'll be talking about the Oscars, you know, and uh, new requisites to be considered for an Oscar. Pretty strange. Not pretty, you know, it's pretty new. Um, what's her name? Got a new Dunkin' Donuts drink named after her. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really like TikTok. I don't really like TikTok. I mean, I don't so, blame you. I, you know, I stay away from TikTok. I'm Ubi Forward, Ubi Forward, and a new Xbox. You know, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. And uh, and the Kardashians are over. That's pretty weird. I've been, I've not watched the car. Okay, I've watched clips. I've watched the fun clips. That's it. But let's get straight into it today. You know, Ubi Forward was yesterday. Yesterday, you know, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. They announced a Prince of Persia remake game that came out on the PS3 a long time ago. It's pretty cool. It came before Assassin's Creed. Um, looks pretty good, you know, for the time. I think it's been a couple years since the last Prince of Persia. Pretty cool. They announced a new IP called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Looked like a new Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild to me. So, you know, if it's anything like that, it'll probably be good, but it's Ubisoft, so I'm pretty sus about it. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Six World Cup is happening which, you know, I'm probably not going to watch that. I only watch World Cups that involve, you know, real sports. But, uh, you know, I, I know people are going to hate me for saying that. It's going to be <laughs> hilarious. I love it when they hate me. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, complete edition. Uh, people have been wanting this. I've been seeing it a lot on Reddit. Pretty weird because that game is also pretty weird. And Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man. I don't know why I said that. It's on the list. Too bad, so sad. Xbox One X, Andy, can you bring us up on that? Uh, I can. Um, so the Xbox Series X, I, I watched a video. Um, it was, what's his name? Unbox Therapy. Um, he was sent a model of the Series, or not the Series S, the, oh wait, yeah, no, the Series S and the Series X. Um, both of which were a lot smaller than I thought they were. Um, the Series X is no longer a mini fridge. It, it, it's a lot smaller than that. It, it's I don't know what to compare it to, but take whatever you're thinking the Series X is and downsize it by three, um, you know? And so the Series S, uh, he put it up uh, next to a PlayStation or on top of a PlayStation 4, and it's about half of it. It's half of a PlayStation 4. So it's like that big. <laughs> really? It's hard. You go watch that video. It was very um, eye-opening. Um, and another eye-opening thing about the Series S is that it doesn't have a disc tray. So it's going to be like the uh, Slim PlayStation. Is that what it's called? Uh, the PS5 uh, Slim. PS5 Slim. And um, I guess it's just all downloadable games. So it's, yeah, you can it's get. full digital? Yeah. It's like 512 gigabytes to, I think you can at least a terabyte. So it's decent. Um, that's what I had. Oh, and uh, the Series X is $499, $500. And then the Series S is uh, 300 
so it's decent. Um, I'm not planning on getting either console um, right now, um, but we'll see in the future what ties the consumer in. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy any of those. I'm not an Xbox guy. I don't like the fact that I. I don't like the fact that you know doesn't have a disc tray, but neither does one of the Playstations. So I'm not gonna you know absolutely trash on it because of that. But I've never been like a fully digital guy. Like I own a lot of my games on digital, but you know I have disc too. I play games on discs. But uh, the Series X does have a disc tray. And um, it's not just going to be upright. It's also, you're going to be able to lay it flat. Um, that's surprising to me because I didn't, I thought it was just going to be upright. It looks like, it looks like it should stand upright. Like that should be its natural position all the time. But when you see the model, it makes a lot more sense to have it horizontal because not only will it fit better in like wherever you keep your consoles, but it doesn't look as out of place, you know? Yeah. It looks like it belongs there. Before I move on for that, we have to trash the One S because it looks like it would be sold in the home and appliances section of Best Buy. All right, that thing's a speaker. It's an iPod Touch, all right? It, it, it looks like the drive-through of a McDonald's where you have to talk to the person. You know, I had the trash <laughs> on it. Charlie D'Amelio got a new drink at Dunkin' Donuts. That's pretty weird. Ethan, do you know anything about that? I do. Uh, apparently, it was her, like, regular, and they've renamed it after her. Uh, it has, like, caramel in it and whole milk. Um, and I've heard people saying that it's really, really sweet, like it's too sweet. Uh, you said your sister tried it? Yeah, my sister tried it. What'd she think? She, did, she didn't like it. Mm. She didn't like it. But she doesn't like coffee in general, so. It is kind of cool, though. That she's like our age and she has a drink at Dunkin' Donuts. I think that's neat. Uh, I also kind of think, based on the timing, that Dunkin' is... I mean, it could be completely separate, but I kind of feel like Dunkin's kind of trying to pull a Travis Scott right now. Because <laughs> uh, that's what everyone's talking about, I guess. So, I don't know. You guys drink coffee? Very I do rarely. When I, when I really need it. I have, I don't know coffee what it is, is a stretch. Like, I don't really drink coffee. I drink. Sweet. I like this thing two times a day. Um, I, it, it's it's the closest thing it is is a latte. It's um, two teaspoons of sugar, one teaspoon of Folgers instant coffee, two percent milk. Microwave it for like a minute, and that's what I have. That's how I start my day. Um, it's kind of a latte, but I'm not big into like hardcore coffee. Yeah, I'm the same way. If I have coffee, it's got to be really, really sweet. Yeah, same. Yeah, if it's too I think bitter, coffee's way I'm too out. bitter. Yeah. I have coffee. It's at 4 p.m. Really? I know. I at can't, 4 p.m.? I drink it first thing in the morning. Just very I, specifically 4 p.m. or other times like, of the day that it's after the morning? If you were a coffee drinker, you would get it. Like, yeah. you have to have it at, like, a set time every day. Otherwise, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a friend who would drink coffee at 9 to go to sleep and I and I was like how do you go to sleep with coffee and he's like don't worry about it you do you I do me and I was like what the heck at 9 at 9 p.m like right before he goes to sleep because he would go to sleep at like 9 30 he'd be like down in a coffee they somehow knock out 
in like 20 minutes and I'm like, so strange. that's it, that's it, that's it. I've seen it all. Man knocked out, you know, less than 20 minutes on, on coffee. That's also, crazy. He goes to bed at 9.30? Yeah. In high school? Yep. Does he have homework? <laughs> He's got to swim in the morning. Oh, well that kind of um, makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. What if the coffee is like, it doesn't take effect until the morning, like he sleeps? And then he feels it. And that's why he wakes up so early. That could be a strategy. Just gotta wait for it to kick in. It could be. As long as you know, (laughs) as long as you know the exact time that it kicks in, you you time it so you drink coffee at that point, then you go to bed, and then when you wake up you feel fresh. But at that point, that that's more of a superpower. Yeah. (laughs) That that's more of a like a steroid than than I'm saying like if you have that ability, do it for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Slow down his metabolism. Yeah. Man, that's so weird. Coffee is <laughs> weird. You know what else is weird? What else is weird? Billboard's new new 100 for summer. Andy? Yeah, I have it here. Um, I was surprised by at least one or two of these songs. But um, at number one, we have Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Um, number two, we have Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Or The Weeknd. Um, uh, at number three, we have What's Poppin'. We made it on the list. There you go. Yeah, no, but What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, which is one of the um, XXL freshmen this year. Um, Mm -hmm. The Baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Um, We have, of course, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion, featuring Beyonce. Um, It's kind of funny that Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion are in there. Oh. <laughs> um, Roses by I think St. John is that how you say it? Capital S-A-I-N lowercase t space capital J-H-N St. John uh, number six which I feel this is one of the first Harry Styles songs I listened to um, for like a couple years but it was Watermelon Sugar um, uh. but number seven Say So by Doja Cat and then number eight after only dropping, it dropped two months into summer. Number eight, WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. That doesn't surprise me. It surprises me because it's only, it, what, it's been out for like a month and it's number eight? That's insane. Like that's, that shows you how enticing of a song it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, we have Circles by Post Malone. That was a earlier drop in the summer. And then number 10, our second Harry Styles track, Adore You by Harry Styles. Um, the list makes sense to me. Is there anything that you guys think would, should also be top 10? Um, I don't know if there's something I think should be top 10. I do think the list makes a lot of sense just because they're all like TikTok songs. I mean, like these are all songs that are popular on TikTok over the summer. Uh, and so I think that makes a lot of sense to me personally. Uh, as of songs that can be added, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this list. I think it makes perfect sense. If WAP had been released like at the beginning of summer, what number do you think it would be? It'd be way higher. Yeah, I feel like it would be competing with Savage. I feel like it would be somewhere around there. Number five. Would you say four. number one was? Uh, Rockstar. Okay, I don't think you could beat that, but I think it could be a contender with um, either What's Poppin' or uh, the other one that was in second. 
I feel like blinding I never lights. Really yeah, blinding lights. I feel like I feel like I disagree with that. I I don't think it can complete compete with blinding, blinding lights. lights was a banger because it, it it's also just a different audience, you know. Like yeah. the weekend has a bigger outreach. I feel. I could be completely wrong, but that's what I, I don't know. I just think the cultural impact of this song was insane. And it was memed out of like crazy. Uh, and it's still being like, it's still on the rise. I'm sure if they made the list later, it would be way higher. I think it could compete make with the blinding list. lights. You can't make I the think, list later because it's a summer list. Well, huh? yeah. I think the longevity though, I think if blinding lights and... WAP were released at the exact same time, I think that WAP would have still, would still be played currently. Blinding Lights isn't really played anymore. I brought this up with, um, who was it? I brought this up with a newcomer artist back last, this time last year. But I feel like WAP after the first month, or at least month and a half, would just burn out. And I feel like people are still listening to Blinding Lights, even though it was Maybe. dropped a little while ago. I that's, feel that's the what opposite. I feel. <laughs> so we can agree to disagree there. Agree to disagree. Yeah. I hate Watermelon Sugar High. Absolutely hate that song. Huh? Really? I feel I like, like he... he it's um, overplayed. It's overplayed. It's not that it's a bad song. It's yeah. just overplayed on that's the radio fair. all the time. It is overplayed. That's why it made the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what else I don't like? Actually, I'm pretty happy. I take it back. The Kardashians is ending. What, 13 years? 13 painstaking years. Horrible, horrible years of back and forth, <laughs> of watching the Kardashian family and all their personal struggles. That's not what I wanted to see on TV, but, you know, you, you, can't, you can't pick or choose. It's not like you can change the channel on the TV or anything. Of course not. <laughs> you know, we're stuck with the Kardashians. It's on Hulu too, right? Yeah, yeah. it is on Hulu. Uh, I watched the first episode on Hulu, and I couldn't make it through the first episode. I feel like it's probably good for them that it's ending. I mean, I, think... I feel like they have their own businesses now, except for, like, like Courtney, right? I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> They're all the same in my mind. I'm pretty sure one of them is married to Kanye. Yeah, Kim. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cam is married to Kanye, and that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be nice for me to say I'm sad to see it go, but I'm really not. I agree yeah. with John there. You know, I think we're good without it, you know. <laughs> I think we can progress as a nation without it. Honestly, I didn't know it was still going. I thought it ended. <laughs> Do you think three years from now they're still going to matter? Yes, yeah. because of Kanye West. <laughs> no, because of Kanye West. <laughs> you don't think so? No, because I mean, Kanye West is like, he's not doing well mentally right now. Well, <laughs> like I mean, really currently, bad. but I mean, there's like other reasons for that. And it tends to flare up around this time anyway. He's got to do something. I don't think it'll be He'll a big deal in the long run. He's already doing something. Yeah, he's doing something Twitter? right now. His Twitter is like a headache and a half. Like it is, <laughs> it is intense. Like, oh my Lord. He just... I, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal as it is currently in the future. I don't think it'll, I think we'll all forget it happened, probably. Maybe. 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 I'll just get my fix on pageant moms on TLC. 
that's what I'll watch if I if I if I ever wanted to. Not like I can change the channel or anything, you know. Of course not. Being held against my will to watch it, man. And upside down. Oh yeah, yeah. No no other option. Not like there are hundreds of different TV channels. No. Only the one. Only the one. Black Panther, and uh, Shuri Shuri. I don't know how to say her name. Shuri. Did we decide on what we were? Shuri. Shuri, Shuri I think. So there are rumors that Shuri may become the next Black Panther. What do you guys think about that? I think it's smart, personally. I think that they had that plan. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, actually, that they plan to hand the mantle over to her for, like, the fourth solo movie. Because in mean... the first movie, when uh, T'Challa was, like, on ice... Mm-hmm. You could see that Sherry had the beads around her neck, like if he didn't make it, she was ready. Hmm. But also, didn't they run out of the purple flower? Yeah, yeah they burned all of it. Yeah, so what are they going to do with that? She's smart. She can be the next Iron <laughs> Man. Sort of like make another purple flower. I could see that. I think it's the only way that they could do something, they could continue it respectfully. Yeah. Because this would be a really boring way for the movie to go, but I think it's going to start with her becoming the Black Panther, but then because they ran out of that purple flower, they have to work to make a new version or like a. I can see that. Right, and then that's synthetic drug. And obviously, protagonists don't want another Black Panther, so they're going to do everything in their power to stop them from making a new form. Of that flower. It could either be that or she makes it and then someone steals it. They're trying to get it back. Yeah. I do think it'll open on a funeral scene, though. Yeah. I think they're going to have it start off with him dying off screen. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. the only way you can. I just don't know how they're going to execute that. Well, you know? I mean, it's um, it's Marvel. You can't really do it poorly. They I mean, we have it. I'm well. sure that... They haven't, we haven't seen them do something poorly is what I'm going to say. They did Iron Man pretty well, you know, so, so I'm sure they'll do something good for, for T'Challa, you know, yeah. something not horrible. Yeah. Horribly devastating. You know what else is horribly devastating? The setting of, the, of, of Dune. Andy, Andy. Okay. So I have not looked too deeply into this, but I watched the Dune trailer and the cast is stacked to the oh, top. Yeah. So yeah. many big names. Um, and I saw a side-by-side of the 1984 Dune trailer and this Dune. Um, and it's pretty much the exact same. Really? Like, the shots were very identical. So, if you liked the original Dune, I'm assuming you're going to love this version. If you didn't like the original Doom, or Dune... You're gonna hate this version because it has Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, um, David Bautista, a bunch of other people who I forgot already. But um, obviously, you know, it depends on the consumer. <laughs> I mean, I would. I, I'm probably. I'm probably gonna watch it. It looked oh, yeah. pretty intense. Like when the dude stuck his hand in the box and, and mm-hmm. pulled a knife on his neck. It's like, what's in the box? That's, that scene, if it were the same actors, I would think I was watching the trailer twice. 
the original trailer, 1984 twice. It was the exact same kind of camera movement, exact same blocking. It, it, so that's why I'm kind of scared about did they get it too identical? Yeah. Because obviously when you're making a remake, you want it to be identical, but you don't want it to be the exact same. You know, you want to see a little change. You want to see a, a little difference here and there, you know? So... I could not hear what you said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you couldn't. I knew you couldn't. And you were like, just like... Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I said a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. You want to see a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would suck if we saw the same thing <laughs> over again. You know, just exactly the same. And, and you know, it's only it only looks better. You know, 4K, 3D, you know. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. The shots are beautiful. Um, but that's about it. That's all that's different. That's just the trailer, though. They could have they could have done this as like a whoa cool, we made it the yeah. exact same, and then the actual movie content could be different, but the trailer, um, as far as what they released, is the exact same. Would you say you know like what the plot of the film is going to be based off the trailer? Yeah, does it give too many things away? I mean, obviously, did the original trailer give too many things away? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, to be completely honest, I don't know because it did show a lot of scenes that looked like they were um, the climax, you know? So it could have, but to be completely honest, I have no clue. I, I would, I, you know, putting your hand in a box and then screaming, I would, I'd lost. I would be completely lost. I wouldn't understand a thing. So well, I don't think it gives okay. much away. The main character definitely has some kind of power. He definitely some, has some kind of he has something going on. Um, and I'm pretty sure the box thing was a test. It was a test for something. It, it, it was like probably like a test for strength. Because in the next shot, you see him moving like a madman, just fighting yeah. this other dude. So um, he definitely has some kind of power. And there are Star Trek, Star Wars-esque ships in one scene that come through. Um, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm thinking Knights in Space. That's what I'm thinking. It's Knights in Space. It all looks cool. It does. It does look cool. You know, I I would probably watch it because I'm into stuff like that. Knights in Space. But you know, that's me. That's me. You know what else is different though? The Oscars. The Oscars have changed now. Very very different. Stop with that. So it, it it's only been changed for one. Best picture? Aspect, yeah, it's best picture. Um, and obviously, in 2015, you know, the hashtag Oscar So White was trending. And then I think last year, you know, Parasite absolutely swept. So in this climate, in this, you know, social whatever, what am I trying to say? It, it's obvious that they were going to do something. And I feel like they did the wrong thing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what did they do? So they set in effect in October 2024, they're going to set in effect four standards. Standard A, at least one actor from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group must be cast in a significant role. 
that's like A-1. A-2, the story must center on woman, LGBT, LGBT, I wrote that wrong. No, I didn't. LGBTQ people. Um, I accidentally wrote LGBTQ, so I got confused. Um, uh, people, um, a racial or ethnic group, or the disabled. And then at least 30% of the cast must be actors from at least two of those four underrepresented categories. That's the first standard. So based off of that, what do you guys think? I think that they are severely limiting themselves and all of the movies could potentially end up being the exact same. Yeah, potentially. I think if, they did. I agree with you. I think they needed to do something. I think they did the wrong thing. It seems like pity or like an I'm sorry or something. Oh, yeah. It, it's coming off belittling in a way. It's like you have to include these people. It's a rule. You want, you want best there you, you want this this best picture there you go you got to do this yeah right and i feel like if i were interviewing to be a part of this movie i feel like going in as a brown person i would have a higher because of these standards i would have a higher chance of getting the job than somebody else is that not going to stir a controversy is that not going to make this problem even worse because now people are going to pull up reverse racism and um, ageism and, and stuff like that. Um, so I feel and like these just, are a little... Sorry, you finish. I feel like these standards are a little um, too much. I think it fuels the fire for racists as well. Because now that these rules are in place, someone could be like, well, they only won best picture because these were the rules that they set. They, I mean, the, this black actor only won like best actor because he was cast the because they had to you know like i think they've set themselves up to fail a little bit um we were talking before the podcast i think it, there's a chance it could be good uh that everyone just kind of starts making movies without caring about the oscars uh i think that's a possibility and i think that would be a good thing because i think the oscars are limiting on their own um I do want to see more diversity. I just don't think this is the right way to do it. I don't think it was the Oscars place to do that. Like, yeah. I think, what is it? Like the Chambers of Actors or something? There's some sort of Sounds group. familiar, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. But I think they should have said something. And they should have been the ones to be like, okay, at least 20% of the crew yeah. cast needs to be POC. Or like, just something for inclusion. Like, it can't be in all one race movie because also it sounds limiting and like dismissive of white people yeah i agree with that basically what i'm thinking is what's going to happen is now this is giving people who weren't previously being oppressed a reason to feel oppressed and that's just like like ethan yeah. and like krista been saying it's gonna just continuously stir up more and more drama oh it's fueling the fire for sure it's it's not helping it's it's hurting that's another thing why did they set standards what could they have done differently and of course i have no i barely have an answer to this but what could they have done differently than setting standards because again like both of you have been saying these standards are, are um belittling and like 
fueling the fire? Like, what could they have done differently? Watch more movies? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Parasite swept last year, and it was because mm-hmm. it deserved to win. It's not because of... Did you see it? Did you see the movie? I saw it. I thought it was really good. I, I predicted it was going to win because I thought it was very good. Um, I think that they are limiting themselves by the movies that they are nominating. I think that they need to look at more uh, foreign films, I think. Uh, obviously, I mean, there's you have to submit, but I think that they are picking and choosing, and I don't think they needed to make a statement. I think they needed to like, set rules for the people. I think they needed to do be the ones who were doing the changing, not I feel like they could have, instead of changing how to get best picture, they could have just added most diverse. They could have added um, most socially aware. They, they could have added a different kind of award instead of setting standards to a previously existing one. I don't know if they needed their own specific category. I just think they, I don't think it was something that needed to be announced. I think that the way it comes across to me, at least, is they're announcing it so that everyone will be like, yeah, the Oscars are great and so like, uh, accepting of everyone. I don't think they needed to announce it. I think, I don't think it needed to be a rule. I think they need to hold themselves accountable for picking movies that have more diversity. And the critics, I think, play a big part. Like the judges who actually look at the movies. I don't know, like who's behind that or like who's in charge of it, but they definitely. I think it's something about like who may be judging it. They may not be as open-minded. You know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if the rules had been set by somebody else, you know, it, it could have been a better idea. Like if they had gotten, you know, this, uh, this mixed cast of people to change these rules and decide what's next, probably could have come up with something way, way better than what they've done, you know, with just right now. I have to tiptoe because I don't want to say something I don't mean, but um, I don't think they needed to change the rules because the rules originally weren't uh, to win best picture. You have to have this many white actors and the lead has to be a male who is white and straight. Those were never the rules that they set in place. Those are the things that they were doing on their own. So I think they needed to change instead of changing the rules to something that they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty that's pretty weird. You know, everything's changing. Everything is changing, for best or for worst. But you know, it's changing nonetheless. Andy, how much time do we have left? Eight minutes and forty-two seconds. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into a argumentative discussion. What's underrated and what's overrated? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Thank you, Ethan. Man, I think Pulp Fiction is severely overrated. Agree. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. But why? What? Why do you think it's overrated? Uh, you can't just I, say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I can. I can just say that. Um, I think that, it, I don't know, there's other better Tarantino movies. There's other movies in general that are just better. Uh, and I think that people are kind of just putting it on a pedestal because it's been way overhyped. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. I liked it. I I did a thing where me and some of my friends watched all of the Tarantino movies over the summer, and I made a list oh. of which 
Those are my favorite. It was not at the top. It was pretty close to the bottom. I thought it was good. I just thought some of his other movies that no one's talking about are a lot better. To gauge your um, movie palette, what was top? Yeah. Uh, let me pull up my list. I feel like that's also important to your argument. Yeah, I think I could tell you. Oh, I can. Uh, it was Inglorious Bastards, which is just such a good movie. Uh, and then my second was Kill Bill. So, just to... Volume one or two? Uh, volume one. Volume two was number six. Pulp Fiction was number seven. What's last? Uh, Death Proof. It was uh, cheesy. <laughs> well, you got uh, anything underrated? Yes. Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire one. It's yes, one of the best movies. And I mean, it's just so good. It's so good. It's, the it's funny. Scene? The dance scene is funny. I love the dancing scene. And it's meant to be funny. And everyone's like, yeah, it's just terrible. It's funny. It's supposed to be funny. Some of the dialogue where Peter's like a villain or whatever, it's funny. And it's supposed to be funny. And everyone's <laughs> like, he's not intimidating at all. But that's the point. And I just think that everyone needs to look back and be like, yeah, that actually was a really good movie. You know? So. What are y'all's opinions on that? Do you agree or disagree? I liked Spider-Man 3. I, I liked Spider-Man. It was a, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. I didn't think too much about it, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. It's my childhood. Yeah. I'm saying. I never got past Spider-Man 2 because I was always, I was always afraid of Doc Ock. Maybe like, he was scary. That's fair. I would, oh, my gosh. I was so scared of him. I could never watch the movie. I'm also oh, a little biased because I watched them out of order. I watched three and then two and then one. Ew. I was little. Venom. I was a small child. <laughs> Venom was scary, bro. Venom, Venom was, was scary. scary. Bro, he had like all the teeth, bro. Like what? He shouldn't have been. It was Topher Grace. But he was scary. And and how he died, bro. A yes. spike a spike through him. That's and then he like blew it, up. Oh my god. As a kid, that's crazy. <laughs> As a kid, that's tormenting. That's like nightmare fuel. It's like so sad where he gets like impaled. It's terrible. It's so sad. It's a good movie. I'm very passionate about this. (laughs) What about you, Crystal? What you got? Um, I, Avatar? I don't know why I said that with question mark. Overrated or underrated? I think it's appropriately rated. Like, I'm sad that it didn't get the hype earlier. You know? Yeah, I agree. I cry a lot with that. Especially Tales of Bossing Fae. Like, I didn't think I would when I rewatched it the third time, but I did. Not only at uh, Tales of Iroh, I think it was at Oppa's. Like his little Momo's tail. That's what it was. Iroh? Iroh is an amazing character and I love mm-hmm. him. I love him. He's amazing. Do you have a favorite character arc? Anyone? Uh, Zuko's. I mean, that's the obvious answer, but I also yeah. like Sokka's a lot because he goes from being really goofy to like a true warrior. And yeah, he becomes cool. serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of those are good. Nobody really talks about Azula, but also they do talk about it, you know? It just, it, it was unfinished because they were supposed to do a season four where she has a redemption arc and finds her mom. And they did that in the comic instead. 
I think she could have been. I mean, she's like 14. She was a child who was yeah, raised poorly. We already had Zuko with his redemption. It would have been like a mirror image of that. And mm-hmm. I feel like her spiraling was pretty good. I think her spiraling yeah. was good. I, I think she should yeah. have been redeemed. Man, the Avatar was awesome. What do you guys think of Korra? I'm watching it right now, so I have yeah, no idea. I think it's good. Yeah, it, it's... I, westernized. I've enjoyed it. I appreciate it, actually. I don't, I don't really like it as much as Avatar, but it is, it is its own thing. So it is pretty good. It's not bad. They have a lot of, like, celebrity voice casts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Rami Malek is a character, and Aubrey Plaza plays a character later. Yeah. Herself, I've heard. Esca? Mm. I'm sure. The, I haven't gotten the, there yet. I the think that is her, though. The chief's daughter. The one who dates I think that's, Yeah. That was funny. That that was that was some. <laughs> those were some funny episodes. Andy, Andy, you got any underrated or overrated? This might be a popular opinion. I don't know. I am a massive. Ma- I used to be a massive Office fan. If I was about to bring that quote, up. If you told me a quote, I could tell you what season, what episode. You know, it. I was that much of a fan. Looking back, I do believe. It's a little overrated. I agree. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a popular opinion. I, I, while I was watching it, I got so attached to the characters that I wasn't really thinking about the show as a whole. And, and, and when I stopped watching it, I realized it was a lot of the same stuff. Until about like season seven, around there when Saber took over, it, it, it was very repetitive. And it, it, it was... Um, very similar to what would come later, um, Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. Parks and Rec. Um, there's another show that was like it. I forgot what it was called. But, you know, it's very overrated. Arrested Development. And, hmm? Arrested Development. Arrest, yes, yeah, Arrested Development. I that, think those are two good shows. With The Office, I kept watching each episode being like, okay, this next one's going to be funny. I, I just, I feel like the humor was like, okay, yeah, I... Ah, but it was never like, oh my gosh, that was really funny. I was always waiting. Yeah, for it. I never got one it. scene it was... where I was like, oh my gosh, that's really funny. And it was when Dwight sets off the fire. Yeah, <laughs> that that scene was probably one of the only times where I was like, oh my gosh, this is really funny. Um, I thought it was funny. I just thought it should have ended earlier than it did. There was two points where it should have ended, uh, and it's uh when two characters get married i don't want to spoil the office if someone hasn't watched it when two characters get married and then when a certain character leaves the show you gotta wrap it up we got less than a minute yep we got less than a minute all right i'll go fast uh you're right you guys remember like at the very beginning when i mentioned up andrew garfield that's what i was that's why it was on my notes because it was right next to my notes andrew garfield is underrated as spider-man i disagree all right you disagree? Actually, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> he's a good Spider-Man. He's a bad Toby. Or he's a bad uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yes, he's a good Spider-Man. Horrible Peter Parker. Yeah. No Peter Parker should be that buff. <laughs> yes. That's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Andy, how much time left? I want to hear it. This is less than a minute. Come on. Less John. than a minute. There you go, guys. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I had Andy here, Ethan, Krista. We'll see you next week, guys. I love you.